Have you ever fallen victim to SJW attack? Have you ever experienced SJW pack behaviour? Have you ever been frustrated by SJW rhetoric? Congratulations, you are a vile member of the capitalist patriarchy. Always accept that when you get into an argument with an SJW, you will lose, even if you win. SJWs are all about attack and not defence. They will never accept defeat, but will simply and inevitably up the level of vitriol and will frequently recruit other members of the SJW community to the virtuous cause, even though they themselves have seldom been privy to what dialogue has already passed. SJWs don't care about facts or the truth. Remember, SJWs always lie. Hi guys, how's it going? And welcome to episode 2 of Walk Up and Enter the Maelstrom. Walk up and enter an SJW free zone. In a week that saw the demise of BBC's Ultra Walk Victoria Derbyshire show, an event that had us here in the uh, rolling in the aisles at Boydell Towers, the SJW contingent were active throughout social media and on the British Bullshit Incorporation's floundering television schedule. Question time, to be precise. Social justice warriors, love them or hate them, they are, always were, and always will be, a bunch of myopic misfits, who view the world around them as a wholly binary environment. You're either with us, or you're against us. And if you're against us, you're a fascist, a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, a misogynist, a permutation of any of the above, or a combination of all. Vox Day says in his book, SJWs Always Lie, that you can compare SJWs to a large school of fish, able to change direction rapidly and as a single unit. This equates to the rapidly changing ideas without them realising that what they believed a moment ago is now obsolete and war betide any SJW who doesn't keep up. This is what I was saying in last week's introduction. SJWs roam the internet searching for perceived offence, desperately seeking out like innocuous statements that they can interpret in any daft and random and irrational way, any... Any innocent little statement that somebody makes that they, they can manipulate to suit their own agenda. You can't say anything that it will be interpreted completely wrong and you'll come into attack. The more high profile the offender, the better. The more damage they can inflict on the victim, the more self-righteous they feel. SJWs are bullies. And this behaviour is not confined to the trolls roaming the labyrinthine corridors of Facebook and Twitter, hearts beating in their crusading breasts. This also applies 
to the feeble, insignificant so-called celebrities that populate the left-wing pap for the masses daytime television programmes and BBC political debate shows whose carefully hand-picked audiences reflect the political ideals of the broadcaster and are peopled by plants and activists and shills all too ready and willing uh, to try and gain the respect and kudos of their SJW peers by trying to destroy their lives and reputations. It's that power they need. It's a destructive power. You notice if you go online and you, you, you get on a thread and there's like a, an SJW commenting, you can tell with the, the, the rhetoric, they just want to destroy lives and reputations. It's a power thing. The weak people gaining power. And they do this and they, they do it to people who have the temerity to hold opposing views to those. That's all they're guilty of. Not just opposing, but in the eyes of the SJW, this is offensive and dangerous. SJWs have refined speech policing to a level rarely imagined outside the oppressive prose of like George Orwell's 1984, and have reduced their ideals of society to a parody of Animal Farm, where some, some animals are certainly a lot more equal than others. Any SJW that gains an advantageous position when the debate will resort without mercy to, like, hectoring and bullying and this paranoid discourse using all these acne trigger words and phrases over and over ad nauseum until the victim succumbs if they do eventually succumb but then if the sjw manage to extort an apology they'll refuse to accept it unlike any rational person who we'd like to think we'd be magnanimous in victory but they'll ignore it and that leaves the, the victim in, a, in kind of a state of humiliated limbo and then they'll go on to destroy with glee that person's reputation and credibility on their chosen social media platform. Um, this can do immense amount of damage, but this is the raison d'etre of the SJW to seek out offence where none's intended, to shut down debate by labelling an opponent as racist or fascist or any other of the exponentially growing number of ists and isms that are available to the purveyor of hate. This clarion call will be taken up by every other keyboard warrior waiting like bloody hawks to attack Obiton. The victim, who may be guilty of nothing more than carelessly choosing a word that was until a few hours ago completely innocuous and lacking any malice of forethought, within its vowels and consonants. This word, however, has been adopted by the SJW community and given the status of, of ultimate hate speech. All this done in a matter of hours. But that will shortly be overtaken by some other blithely adopted term as the ultra-walk community fractures and separates in its quest to kind of forward its own agenda to be the apotheosis of this malign society. You know, the victim, they're, one of, they're the ones who want to play the bloody victim, the social justice warriors. And they want to be at the forefront of this finger-wagging peloton. But am I not falling into the same category here? Social media 
is an emotive platform. I've got into debates myself. I can't really remember, but I must have done. You know, I've been there, so I must have done. And I've got into heated debates. Um, and I've probably called names or used unreliable rhetoric just to shut down an opponent. I may have. I can't remember doing it. And if I have, I've not done it intentionally. But reading threads on Twitter, you see people doing it all the time. They double down to reinforce their argument, shut down debate before the flaws in their own argument can expose them because that's what they do. They've not got an argument. It's all rhetoric. There's no dialectic. Uh, and they're just frightened of getting shut down. So what they have to do is come in and very quickly bully down their opponent and then and then shut the argument down. Then don't run any risk. They've won. They don't run any risk of, of being exposed as a useless tosspot. I think most people are happy to like, let debate run its course uh, and then move on to another thread without acrimony. But the SJWs are in capable of this behaviour and they can be easily easily identified as the person who resorts to these short one, two, three word replies. That uh, It's like a flag waving. They, 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 they're aimed at drawing the attention of like fellow SJWs. Racist and fashion, fascist are the usual insults of choice, although old white men have become one of the latest sections of society singled out for special treatment. You'll be dead soon anyway. That's a phrase used to, 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 to make you, you know, bring your mortality to your attention. Not that you need it, do you, when you get to my age. But that's a term that's been bandied about by these SJW fools who don't seem to realise that death isn't exclusive to those who've led a long and fruitful life. It can come to anyone at any time. In fact, it can come to anyone or anyone they're associated with, anyone around them, anyone close to them. It can come at any time. This seems to be an uncomfortable revelation to social justice warriors. Because not only do SJWs always lie, they're incapable of interacting with the world around them. The, the fight for social justice warriors differs slightly from the attempt by the ultra-war left to police the internet, media, politics and public discourse. That's a whole new ball, ball game, and we will address that in a future podcast. We mustn't confuse the two. Ultra-walkism is a totally different ball game. We will talk about that. To, to confuse the two would actually give each of them undeserved attention and we don't want that i believe that most social justice warriors are they're actually sincere in the beliefs and motivations i believe they actually believe what they that they're doing something honorable doing their part to improve society i'm giving them credit for acting upon their beliefs i'm sure be vilified for such a statement i'm sure the sjw community doesn't want or need my approval i mean listening to my words again i can just imagine the uh i can just imagine the looks of righteous indignation and furious finger pointing i don't really care i've lived for too long i've come from a society that can as a whole we can take it we can give it back and we can forget and forgive but i suppose it's 
mostly about priorities. I just want the world to be a harmonious place. I always have done. I don't want division or hate. I just want us all to get on. I recognise there's racism and a number of other isms out there, and I'd like them to be eradicated, of course. But I'm afraid the SJWs are going about it completely the wrong way. For fear of sounding patronising, I was very much like that when I was their age, but without the internet and social media. Our views were aired in the, the bars and tap rooms across the country and, and never went farther than the public houses urinal. The internet and social media are a mixed blessing. They carry content both beneficent and destructive. They're used as mediums to carry both good and ill will. I'm unfortunately consider that the ill will far outweighs the good. Oh, it's all eventually pan out. It's not for me to, to know or speculate or to say. The use of social media, TV, radio, newsprint to carry forward the SJW crusade, is that's growing exponentially as well. As political correctness and the amount of social justice warriors get into into organisations. But there's, it's kind of... They're, they're, oh, God. They're homogenous. I mean, the body language, the look of wide-eyed disbelief when someone doesn't bow to your dogma. We've all experienced it. We, we see it several times a day uh, on the street and on, on television and in the workplace. And we see it. Weekly on BBC Question Time programme, the absolute shock, the carefully choreographed body language intended to project maximum indignation. A look that's already acnid by overuse. It's all part of the SJW learned behaviour. It's like there's a catalogue they've printed out, so all new recruits uh, get a catalogue of accepted looks and phrases and buzzwords and body language that comes when you sign up to the doctrine and is required reading for up-and-coming young social justice warriors. And I mentioned that terms used to describe and project offence are growing by the minute. New offences are perceived almost continually. There's like a need to keep up the momentum of hate for fear of the project stalling and floundering never again to coalesce. And there's a need, there's a need for the old victim shaming dogma to be constantly replaced by new victim shaming dogma. And this attitude necessitates the need to keep recruiting new and hardier stormtroopers to the cause. Recruits who have even less empathy and sympathy and moral compass than the the forebores. But but this is to to replace the predecessors who who mature and marry, and raise families, and change the views and political allegiances, and end up, ironically enough, probably becoming the victims of SJW attention. The SJW community relies on a constant supply of f- fresh blood to feed its monstrous appetite, and if ever that supply dries up, the cause will be lost. And the doctrine will stall and die and replace by more of the same. But in the meantime, we wake up every morning to be confronted by a few more isms 
that we are supposed to take on board so that we understand of what we are being accused. It's become part and parcel of everyday society. Not one minute goes by without some poor sap being accused of the vilest crimes against humanity just because he, or indeed she, failed to acknowledge someone else's perceived bias or hatefulness or indeed perpetrate the heinous crime of upsetting someone's delicate sensibilities. Most of us accept it and allow it to wash over. It's just another thing to irritate us as we try to get on with our lives. But no matter how mundane or tedious the constant acrimony becomes, how much by droning background noise, we mustn't dismiss it and forget how much personal damage it can do to the vulnerable, how much damage it has already done in its, in its infancy. SJWs have an agenda. They believe that they are crusading to to make life more just for everyone in society. It's an honourable cause. I just very strongly question its methods and indeed its its motives. I do believe that there's a new breed coming through that will challenge the old SJWs' credibility. It just requires a few people to ride the like, inevitable shitstorm of righteous indignation and attempts to double down and push their own social construct. Those that have in the past fallen victim to the SJW attack will form their own narrative and fight back. The SJW default position when challenged is to block their opponent on social media. You hear about it many times a day. It's happened to me. The SJW is usually the one to instigate the the debate, but they crumple when they begin to lose the argument or are called out on a point of which they've no constructive opinion because they don't have opinions. SJWs are a one-trick pony. It's all about victim shaming. But when they become the victim, they run for the hills, claiming to be the actual victim. And crying into the latte and fucking avocado toast. It's just a fact that social justice warriors align themselves, or should I say the majority of social justice warriors, align themselves with political parties that have left and far left leaning ideals. With there being less SJWs in like the centre or centre-right factions of those parties. It's a very niche membership that fairly protects its insularity. And this is just very unfortunate for the said left-wing parties. So, because they're a perceived allegiance uh, with a group that is obviously socially disruptive, obviously the public anyway, and a, and a very social media savvy public, that they'll forever be linked to the SJW movement as that they condone the SJW movement. Now this they may day and may not. A political party may condone SJW movement without fully understanding the damage it can do to their own party in the long run. Naivety perhaps. It's the same like with, with, with Antifa, just as it applies to the fight right-wing right groups like EDL. 
um, being linked to the Conservative Party. This is, listen to those fucking ducks outside. This is unfortunate for everybody concerned that these these people like uh, SJWs, Antifa, EDL, people like that, parties like that, groups like that, uh, they also believe that they're doing the right thing. Uh, and I don't think they understand that there are people within left and right wing parties who fucking dread being uh, associated with these groups. Right. Platforms in social media like Twitter and Facebook, you can be very anonymous. You can com- you can claim to be anything at all. Um, so you'll see that many SJWs purport to be mixed race or barristers or both. You know, they'll say Fred Bloggs, QC. This may or may not be true, but it's so often and so blatantly used to reinforce an SJW status in a debate. It's used to say, like, look, I've more legitimacy because I'm mixed race. Ergo, I have more right to an opinion. Or, look, you pleb, I'm more intelligent than you. Ergo, I have more right to an opinion. I think Joyland Mom's recent behaviour has completely discredited the latter's argument when he's gone out all Christmas and his wife's kimono and beaten a fox to death. Ridiculous character. Not heard a word about Joyland Mom for a month or so. That was a ridiculous scouse mixed-race barrister argument on Question Time the other week when she attempted, through typical SJW rhetoric and body language, to belittle panel member Lawrence Fox. That says much about SJW's tactics, and it also says a lot about Lawrence Fox's justifiable response. When he turned the racist accusation around on her in action for which he was roundly attacked by the weak, limp-wristed, leftist show business contingent. But I noticed that SJWs generally lose the argument, so what's the fucking point? (laughs) Another London-centric spunk trumpet was on this week, saying that the thick northerners were lied to and fooled in the Brexit Brexit referendum and, and again in the recent general election by a sly, disingenuous evil Boris Johnson. He was probably given a good vocal slapping by someone on the panel, the fucking latte-drinking avocado, toast-eating soy boy. It was absolutely hilarious. You may not want to be involved in discourse with SJWs, but it's inevitable. So there are a few facts to take into consideration when being bombarded by their rhetoric. They can only talk rhetorically. They are incapable of conversing in dialectic. You've got to remember that because that's the basis of you winning an argument with an SJW. When an SJW hits you with the narrative, all of it, always, absolutely always rhetorical, it back with dialectic. This use of like accurate information against the use of language just there to bully and demean I'll always completely stump the SJW who will reply again with blunt rhetoric because that's all they've got. They've got name calling. They cannot come up with any true facts and arguments and debate. All they can do is resort to insults, racist, fascist, 
this is the one time you can abandon dialectic and reply in kind. When they go racist, fascist, you go paedophile, sexist, homophobe. This abandonment of dialectic will render them completely impotent because they don't know what to do because they're using rhetoric to close down a debate. If you use rhetoric back to close the debate, you will close down the debate. So it's like they've had it done to them. It's, this, this, this is when you see the wide-eyed and dropped jaw. Their rhetoric is often an untruth. In fact, their rhetoric is always an untruth because it's not, we're not, they're not talking in fact. They're just talking in name-calling. And dialectic is always, if it's used honestly, true. SJWs are incapable of using dialectic because they're not bright enough and they aren't armed with any facts before they come in shouting and screaming. And they'll use any rhetoric at all that will support their agenda. Ergo, SJWs always lie. I mean, thanks Douglas Murray and Vox Dare for the inspiration to sit down and start constructing this podcast. Now, you may agree with me, or you may not. I don't really care either way. I mean, what kind of world would we believe in believing to our kids if we straw for an homogenised society? I mean, debate moulds culture. Dialectic debate, not fucking pure rhetoric, which is nothing more than like a cultural cul-de-sac. I'm going to leave it there. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, this is a subject that we'll, we'll, we will continue another day because there's still so much to discuss. And when we next meet, we will have begun our journey to leave the European Union. Those at least of us who are listening and talking uh, within uh, England, Britain, Great Britain and the, uh, the European Union. Other countries in the European Union. I hope we can all bury the hatchet and move forward together. This Still this continued theme and doom and gloom being pushed over the radio on social media all the time. It's probably listening to it today. I've ended up turning the bloody radio off today. But I'm trying to be positive. If nothing else, it will be an exciting and unpredictable and uh, I, for one, forecast a rosy future. I'm old enough to have been an adult with a mortgage and all the rest of that shit before we joined I railed against it then, then I accepted it, and I've led a fulfilling enough life within it, and I'll continue to be happy and content without it. And I really am hoping I can say that for all of us. Remember, you can get us on uh, bewalk.podbean.com, and soon it will be walkup.net. Yes, I'm... Uh, adopting a domain name for it it's just a bit easier than putting bewalk.podbean.com walkup.net walk i know it's a dot net and every all the purists will be saying no it should be a dot com or a dot co dot uk but it's short and it's it's memorable so walkup.net but you can download the, the podbean app to sleep for walk up stitcher.com you can download the app walk up itunes is exactly the same they got all got apps now you just put walk up um i probably will still will be posting the itunes rmss feed the itunes url to the podcast just because that's what everybody seems to like but there are loads of good apps for your phone out there rss radio is one i 
one of my favorites and you just go on that and you can just you can just go through podcasts you know a lot of them are crap mine's crap but there are a lot of very very good ones out there um just go on and search for walk up or any genre or any uh, podcast you fancy any subject you fancy and add the podcast to your library anyway i'm going now um because i'm a bit thirsty and i want a cup of tea so i'll see you soon peace and love